Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. This podcast is part of the Acast Creator Network. You look as if you're staying in someone's house. It's housey looking. I'm in a Chinese type hotel in Penang, northern Malaysia. This was a fucking area that the Brits first landed when they came to the East Indies. The town of Georgetown. The locals call it Penang. Oh yeah. If you think about where I am, Phuket and Thailand is about a couple of hundred kilometres north of me. I go straight across to Sri Lanka. And uh, we've been on this island for the last two days, uh, relentlessly traveling in a high-ace van, a souped-up high-ace van. We have driven the length and breadth of Malaysia. I've lived with the mountain tribes all week, and now I'm in the town of Georgetown, first pilfered and conquered and plundered by the Brits. That's uh, There's too much information there, Hector, to get a grip on anything in particular. <laughs> yeah. So let's just, start at the very begin- all- <laughs> let's just start at the very so, beginning. Uh, you're staying in a, a, no. I'll I'll ask the questions. You're staying in a Chinese type hotel. What does that mean? A Chinese. It's a full Chinese hotel. What is it? Whole, hotel Pananga. What does that mean? It's a Chinese hotel. Everything in this room looks like it's out of We Sabi Baska Kanji Song. It's out of Shogun. Do you remember Shogun? She's everything in the room. She's is going to plastic. prison for twenty seven years, isn't she? Who? Why? Kanji oh, Song. Everything in the room looks like it's after coming out of a 1940s uh, Chinese movie. Is it it a clean hotel? Uh, No. Did I tell you the other day that Evan found a rat behind his door? Inside the house? In the the hotel we were staying in. No, I don't need to hear any more about that. The quicker you come home, the better. That's disgusting. And he showed us a photo at breakfast. And he thought it was a mouse until we kindly pointed out to him that there's no way there's a foot-long tail on a mouse. Uh, Hector, where, where was this? This was last week. No, where? On the trip. In his hotel room. In the it was in the Philippines. In the hotel in room. In a room inside the room. Yeah, in a country, real country, rural. Like some of the, as, what did he, as he do? you know, he slept the night. He didn't know it was behind wait. the door. Yeah, but he got an awful land the next morning. Look, it was one of those things. There's little lizards running, running through the rooms. There's a lot of local lo- Can I just say, can I just say, can I just say, Larissa, you're turning into such an owl one. No, I'm a rat. <laughs> if there was a rat in your house, there's a rat outside There's a rat by in us. the kitchen. What am I going to do? You just, but, uh, oh, it was the, a rat. Oh, the, oh my God. Oh, that's just, oh, Jesus. <laughs> 
what, housewife. What happened to you? That's it, Hector. It's since the wedding. She's just gone it's all. The housewife. <laughs> She's done. Ladies and oh, gentlemen. Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Would you please Where'd welcome you put it up in the WhatsApp group? this year's the Mayo entrance for the Caller Cousin Gas Housewife of the Year. <laughs> it's holy God, Narita Blewett. Well, I didn't even know. What the? What the? Sorry interjecting there, Hector. <laughs> I'll show you the photo next week when I'm back. Uh, he got a bit of a land the next morning. He would not have stayed in the room if he knew anything more about it. Uh, we were in a very rural part of the country. But you beggars can't be choosers when you're going around in a high ace at 10 o'clock at night looking for these places. That's a great um, That would be a great... Do you know the way uh, towns have mottles? <laughs> and you're driving, you're driving into some village in Malaysia and it says the name of the town and then underneath it says... Beggars can't be choosers. But no, the, the accommodation has improved through Malaysia and uh, we've had an amazing week. This this country of Malaysia, the Brits came and took every ounce and drop out of this country in, in rubber plantations, palm oil plantations. They brought the Tamil Indians from southern India in their hundreds of thousands, shipped them over to work the rubber plantations and the palm oil. And then the Chinese came down to do the business and the Malays were left with the paddy fields. And there's a real feeling of three cultures living in this world here in Malaysia. It's a, it's definitely a very, very unique, interesting place. Three religions side by side. Today, there was a guy blessing Lord Ganesh in a Hindu temple mm. on the side of the road with devotees, Hindu devotees there. I could hear right behind him the bell of a Christian church. And then five yards away, there was a massive Maoist Chinese temple with people uh, burning in massive incense sticks so all in the space of 50 yards oh, well, Hector, three I just, different I, religions just a, one, a stick to what you know that's what I'd say if you're, if you're <laughs> just stick to what you know the call of the Angelus is while we have our troubles with it here it is comforting when you're in a foreign country it is comforting <laughs> so rather than going all elephants and Chairman Mao I'd stick to the three threes and a nine, as my mother would say. Three threes and a nine. <laughs> you can start uh, playing the Angelus on your phone, Hector. What's going on? What's going on in Malaysia in terms of is it in the news at the minute for something? Uh, I don't. There's elections. I think there's elections coming up. Okay. The Malays are trying to. Where is Where is Myanmar? Is that Is that Myanmar? Myanmar would be northern, up up be sandwiched between Vietnam and Thailand. Okay. I'm below it. I'm down. I'm down, Tommy. If you come right down through Thailand. I'm down now in Indonesia, starting my journey through Malaysia. The next, and then further down will be Borneo and Indonesia. Okay. So we're on this long slit of an island. The interesting thing about Malaysia is up north there's Thailand, there's a border, and then down south there's G- the Gibraltar of Asia, which is Singapore. So Singapore is at the tip of Malaysia. It's over. It was, we, we have no, um, I can't picture any of that in my head. It's very. I know, it's mad, isn't it? From no, because we've, we, we've no, we have a familiarity with Europe and, uh, I, I even think our, most Irish people would find it difficult to place um, Eastern European countries, and I also think Central and Southern American countries. We'd have we'd have a notion, but we'd get it wrong probably. But we've no idea when it comes to Southeast Asia, which island is what, yeah. which lump is what. So, it's, so when you're you know, when you're saying you're above, you're below, you're beside, it's kind of hard to picture it. I'm always I love it, Tommy. I always you know, Tommy. I, I like geography, Mister Jordan's class. Who else taught us geography? But I really Cullum. did love Cullum. geography. Column. I love the capital cities and I love the rivers and mountains. And I was fascinated by the atlas. Little did I think that I'd, that I'd be to these places. But when you take out the map or when you look at that globe that's sitting on the desk or on this shelf in the house, it's just, it is a fascinating place. About 700 million people in Southeast Asia. And 
it's just uh, it's a very it's it's a it's a it's a busy part of the world. Uh, do you like it? Then? And I I do. I like I like seeing these other cultures. Like today, to see that Hindu man, there was a holy man on the side of the road, firing buckets of water on a life a big a life size Ganesh Lord Ganesh. There were devotees coming along and standing in front of him. He drenched it in honey. Then he washed it down. Then he drenched it in coconut oil and washed it down. And then five yards away then, there's another uh, Chinese temple. They're burning incense sticks, six and seven foot long, and they're all down on to giving prayers and the smell of incense and smoke bellowing across the street. And it's just, it's a, it's just, a, it's, I love it. It's just so far from our world. And what's it the, is our world. What's the point of the honey in the coconut oil? The Lord can offerings, anything to do with food or garlands or water or fruit or food. They, the Hindus believe it, like the Buddhists, they love adoration. They love having little t- offerings. So they put food down in front of them. And this was the day where he was getting blessed. He was getting blessed with the, the bounties. Food would be very special in, in their world. Kind and, of the way flowers uh, you, you, and water. Kind of the way United were with Wayne Rooney. Yes, when rain came, when rain came, first of all, he was he was drenched in honey and given a big garland on the middle of the pitch. Um, but I love it. It's the smells and the sounds, Tommy. It's just, it's just fascinating. Sometimes we get fucking. You don't realize how fucking cool this planet is, and 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 the, the stuff that goes on in it, and the bounty of variety is just brilliant. Did you did you go to any like re, you know worships, any churches? Did you? Go yeah, to? I was invited into a temple last Tuesday out in the countryside. So the Tamil Indians came over here in their hundreds of thousands. And the Brits brought them over and they sent them to work in the rubber plantations doing all the hard work. Um, and then in each of those plantations, the rich British landowner would would build a little mosque to keep the Indians happy, a Hindu mosque. So we got invited to a Hindu mosque out in the countryside the other day, full access all areas uh, where I was blessed. I went in and there were they, there was prayers with the holy man. The children of the Hindu temple performed some music and dance for us. And then I sat with a guy and we had a chat about Hinduism in the Tamil Indians. And the Tamil Indians, if you look at them, they're darker. They're, they almost look Sri Lankan. You know, they, That's why what's happening in Sri Lanka where the Tamil Indians are fighting against the local Sri Lankans because who really owns these places or whose who's birthright is the land of these places. But the Tamil Indians are darker. They're darker. And they, they're down here in their hundreds and hundreds of thousands. And uh, on the street, you can see Chinese, Malay, and then Tamil Indians. And the three of them do get on really well together. Uh, they've been here for an awful long time, and it was the Brits, unfortunately, who brought them all together here. Uh, were you, you have a big tattoo of Ganesh on your back. I do. And we attempted to show they were us. intrigued by that. Well, you, you took off your top they, and you showed them. I, yeah, well, your man had seen the tattoo on my arm, and he looked at it. And then I showed him the Lord Ganesh and Shiva. And I have Hanuman, one of, the, one of my favourite characters in Hinduism, Hanuman would be a magical character who had a load of brothers who were messers. Some were musicians, some were messers, some were jokers. But Hanuman was a very powerful god in the Hindu world. So they represent the two boys that are in my life, Reen and Shane. So I have two, Hanuman and his brother on my back as well. And when you, so the one of Ganesh on your back is like, it's a large, it's, you're not messing now. This is a big, this is a shoulder to shoulder, nape of the neck, down towards. Top, yeah, down to the big bottom. Yeah, it's a big old sheet of colour you have on your back. What did they say when they saw it? They were very impressed. Their eyes lit up. It almost was an affinity. It was almost, when they, t- they told me, I said, where is Shiva? 
Lord Shiva and he's in there. They've all these beautiful, beautiful altars. Like you want to see the decoration of fresh flowers and the constant burning of incense and the constant candle lighting and worship and peace and serenity in these temples. So I said, is, is Shiva here? So I went over to Shiva, said hello, said hello, closed my eyes. And then I said, is Ganesh around? I'd like to make an offering to Lord Ganesh. And then he said, ah, I said, he's the unblocker of obstacles and the bringer of all happiness. And he's been important to me throughout my life. And then you man go, okay. And then I showed him my tattoos and then three or four of the local lads, the caretaker of the temple and all the boys were over and they pulled it up the back. And they were quite astounded to see a paddy, an old Caucasian white ginger fellow with a, lo- with a load of their symbols, their yeah. gods. Their Do they absolute- have tattoos? Huh? Do they have tattoos like that? N- some of them do. The women have these amazing henna tattoos. Oh, yeah. yeah. The women, when they get married, have the most eloquently beautiful designs on their hands and e- their fingers. Elegantly. Elegantly. Eloquently. No, eloquently is they're able to speak. Different. Elephantly. <laughs> For, forget about that. So the men don't have them at so all. They were looking at my tattoos. Their eyes lit up. And I think they knew then there was a common bond. And I asked them about Hinduism and the interesting thing about Hinduism, and here's my crash course in it. Hinduism believes in three things. Parents are the most important thing on the planet because a parent brings you into the world. A teacher is the second most important thing on the planet because a teacher will give you knowledge for life wherever that teacher is, school, work, wherever. You need a teacher and you also need food. And once you have those three things in place, that's, their, that's the basis of all Hinduism. And when you put things like that in life, it's very, very simple. No, and they're a simple people. They're a beautiful people. No, no mention of a house or a driver's license or nothing. No mention of mortgages or any of that. Right? <laughs> but uh, it was brilliant. They came and they, they, they blessed me and they gave me a garland and then they gave me another really lovely, uh, massive, fresh lotus flower garland, five or six foot long to place on Lord Ganesh. And one of the little boys of the temple came and up to me on camera and he goes, Hector, here is your offering for Lord Ganesh. And I went, thank you very much. So I went over to Lord Ganesh then. I said a prayer. I said a prayer for everybody who listens to the podcast. And I said a prayer for, for, for the Tiernans. And I said a prayer for the Bluets. And I said a prayer for the Huggagons. You mind your own business. <laughs> yeah, and you keep out of it. But it was a beautiful uh, day. And then we went when, to... When, when the young flick came over to you and I know you did it in an Avon accent and he said, Hector. <laughs> would you try it in his accent? What, what, how did it, when he came over to you, what did, it, what did it sound like? Wanakum, instead of Namaste. Namaste would be for the Northern Indians, yeah. towards Bangladesh, the Nepalese, and down into Northern India. Namaste, which was, became famous on Slumdog Millionaire. Everybody knows Namaste. You've lads going around Dublin going, well, boys. Hurry, <laughs> Namaste, brother, Namaste. But down the south with the Tamil Indians, it's Wanakum, Wanakum. And uh, he came over to me and he went, Hector, in his, in his Tamil nav. And go, on, on, go for it, went, go for it, man. Well, well, well. I said, well, he goes, here's a garland for Lord Ganesh. Did, did so he I say think we you, should put a statue of Lord Ganesh in the middle of nav. Did he say, here's a, here, was it, is it talking like that? Is that the kind of, is that the accent? Is that yes, the, yes and no. That's there, a bit it's more Indian, is that, it? That's very accent. Indian. They, yeah. Yeah, the Tamils don't move the head. Okay, the Tamils don't move the head as much. Do you know, yes and no. Yeah. No, is, no uses, is this. And, not uses the head for every language he uses. Um, very good levels of English and uh, a very, very interesting day. I was in my element. I'm in my element when I get to any temple. I, I just love adoration. My mother was a great woman for perpetual adoration. Oh, she would be yeah. in there morning, noon and night. 
uh, in St. Mary's Church and maybe uh, it's a form of adoration, all these brilliant and beautiful religions that we have in the world. And tell me this, are you, uh, are you phoning home? Yes, FaceTime is fantastic. We've got a minor Northboard final on Saturday <laughs> and listen to this for news, right? I am flying out of here tomorrow night. We have a 10 to 2 morning flight in the middle of the night from Kuala Lumpur wow. to Dubai. And then we have a couple of hours there and then we fly again through the night. I'm gaining hours as we go because I'm seven hours ahead. I will land in Dublin Airport. I swear to you, I'll be on that red term, long term car park bus and if there's any fucking messing, I'll be back at the door. I'll find my car in F57 <laughs> and by Jesus, I'm going to hit the road and spots to Tume Stadium for Saturday afternoon. I'm going to run into Tume Stadium where the boys are playing uh, Tume in the Northboard A final. And um, is there, do you feel a bit like when, you've, when you're on the road and say there's stuff going on at home and say the beloved is just tired, tired and tired and beautiful as my mother would say. <laughs> She's tired and beautiful. <laughs> Is it, is it hard to be in the two places at the same time? Is it hard to yeah, offer you know the difficult the thing sympathy here? and support and just listen and at the same time have the crack with the lads in Malaysia? Is it difficult? <laughs> like, it is difficult because maybe we're doing it for so long, but it's always been, it's always hard because I'm the one at home. I I'm obviously didn't it works, but I'm, I'm at home and I sort of take control of the house, like with the washing and the cooking and I'm, it's all hands on. The boys... I know the boys miss me. Reen and Shane, they sort of go a little bit quieter. Reen especially, I know he misses me because he's like a buddy now at 18 years of age. Yeah. So I try and keep in touch with them as much as I can. The old WhatsApp is great because when I'm, when I, when I'm going to work, like it's seven hours difference. So the other morning I caught the two boys on WhatsApp on the bus going into school and we had a conversation on WhatsApp with both lads at the same time. Oh, lovely. He was in one seat. I was in. So it's little things like that. And, uh, you know, it's WhatsApp is fantastic compared I, to fucking years ago when I was going out going to call cards. You have 174 <laughs> minutes. Please press one now. You have four dollars. Four dollars. Are you remember? Are you dying to get home now? Yeah, we've had a we, we've had a brilliant start to two shows today. I sat. So again, listen. Just just close your eyes for a second because where we are is like I'm on the top of Malaysia and I'm it's jutting out into the Indian Ocean. And if I go across, it's Sri Lanka, right? Are you with me? Yes, yes. So when yes. just say yes, Lorita. See, so, <laughs> yes. so so close your eyes now. I want right. to bring yes. you on a close your, close them. I'm watching you, Lorita. I close have them it. closed. Okay, I want to bring you back to the Christmas of 2004. That's it was a, quiet. That's tsunami time. Oh, <laughs> seven fifty nine on Stevens's day, the twenty sixth of December, two thousand and four. There was a massive earthquake in the middle of the Indian Ocean. Yes. The likes of it and the power of it had never been seen before. No. And the tsunami started gathering momentum. Yes. It was as if a massive stone was dropped in the Indian Ocean the size of the planet and it created a ripple. And that ripple turned into a monster. And the monster at 759 hit Phuket and it hit Sri Lanka mm -hmm. and it hit Chennai in India and it hit Bandar Aceh in Sumatra. Yes. And within the first hour, 165,000 people had lost their lives. Wow. I sat with a girl today in an Indian-style beach bar restaurant where she was 12 years of age, tending to 30 or 40 people that were on the beach that morning. Her mum was inside with a 22-year-old baby, 22-day-old baby. 22-year-old baby. Was 22, 22-day-old baby. Yeah. 
And I sat with her and she told me what it was like to be on the beach as a 12-year-old when the tsunami hit the place at her house that was on the beach. I had the most amazing conversation with this lady. She's now 18 years older. She's getting married this Christmas. She was tossed up into the air. The, The mad thing about the tsunami was the water on the beach was sucked out. Sucked out for about half a mile. Can you imagine that all the water goes back out in? And she did, they didn't know what was happening. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the wave came Whoosh. in. The first wave, she said, was fine. But when the second wave came in, she was tossed about 150 foot back up over her house. Her house was completely submerged in water. It was chaotic. A 22-day-old baby was asleep in a cot. The 22-day-old baby was swept out to sea. 11 minutes later, when the third wave hit, the baby was returned on the mattress where the baby was sleeping back into the house of the family, into the arms of the mother. And that girl is now happily married. She's alive and she's called the miracle baby of the tsunami. And I sat with the family today. Have you ever heard anything like it in all your life? It's like a cartoon about Moses or something. The baby was swept out. They thought the baby was gone. So 22 months and straight back in. 22 the days, house, yeah. 22 days. And then the baby days. came back in on the next wave. Back into the, back in. Can you imagine? She said, like, like, so I remember watching it on Sky News at about 11 This was her little morning. sister, was it? This was her little sister. Man, I was watching it live that, that Stevens' day at about 12 o'clock when news broke and Sky and CNN and everything. This it killed over 230,000 people. 37 people were killed on that beach that morning where she was walking along with a 12-year-old and their, fam- their family, their Tamil Indians, they had a simple little cafe down on the beach. Everything was wrecked. But the wave was like 60, 70, 80 metres high and it came in and she just tried to describe what it was like. She, and it's very hard to describe what it's like because she just said everything turned into a washing machine and submerged in water and it, nobody knew what was happening. Seven people's bodies have never been recovered from that beach. Isn't that mad that the child went out and just like came back? Is, but the, the Hindus pray to a mother as they have a. She has a, an altar set up at the beach uh, to the Hindu sea goddess, and every morning they pray to the sea goddess who returned their baby. <sighs> the child never woke up. The child was asleep. What? They thought the child was dead when the child came back in. The child was fast asleep. Not on the even little harmed mattress at all. The coffin. No harm. They brought her straight to a hospital. The doctors checked her. The baby was 100%. The baby was sleeping like a, 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 a baby. beautiful baby should. And the baby was returned by the power of Mother Nature. So it's an incredible story. So that was something we did this morning. But just to, to you know, we all have the images in our head of that tsunami when it hit in 2004. Like Jesus, Mary and Joseph, 230,000 people killed and more. And thousands and thousands of bodies that are still out there that will never be recovered. And what's the, um, like how do people, you know they, they talk about Irish people still having to process the famine. Yes. You know, and Jewish people still, you know, even though it might have been the previous generation that were involved in the Holocaust, it's still, it's passed on as a intergenerational trauma. I wonder how is that, how are the people of that part of the world coping with that kind of sudden <laughs> death bomb? So, you know, like these were all up in Bandaraceh in Sumatra. They were all stilted villages. These were simple people. They were living off the sea. There was it was wooden wooden villages. It was it was just it just came in and just completely 
devoured everything there. She there was tears in her eye when she was talking about it because I I wanted to ask her what was the what was it like? And she goes, There's no way to describe it because we've never seen it before. But I said, You wake up every day now. How do you feel when you look out at the ocean? <clears throat> These people are living on the ocean. And they will never take it for granted. But they've been through typhoons. She was asleep then about four years later, there's a tornado, a typhoon took the roof off the house. The complete roof was taken off the house. These structures, unfortunately, you know, again, I don't want to call it a third world or second world or whatever world. They're a very basic structure of bamboo and wood. So anyway, any bad form of Mother Nature is going to completely just destroy people's lives, people's homes very, very quickly. Where do they emigrate to, people from that part of the world? Like where... Is it the Tamil it, Indians all came from southern India? No, but where did they emigrate to? Like, is would Germany be a destination for them, or parts of China? For Malaysians, yeah. If they, when, they, when they hit the road, if they wanted to go I away and earn I, money, I, I, Tommy, I've money. never met. I think the Malaysians, the Malaysians, are homebirds. All right, compared to the Filipinos, but the Malaysians, it's such an interesting mixture. When you have the Chinese here in their millions, and they run all the businesses, every single shop is a Chinese. Chinese have the restaurants. This is a Muslim country as well, by the way. Alcohol is, is very hard to find and you pay really, really expensive for a bottle of Tiger beer. But there are noodle houses and rice houses and, and we become an expert. The other day we stopped in a little village. We had breakfast that morning. We had a round of uh, scrambled eggs on toast with a very plain red tea. Six of us. And we paid two euro equivalent in their money, ringlets. Six people, scrambled egg on toast and a round of tea. It's two euro. You tight bastard. How much was it on the... <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that magnificent value for money? It was fine, Lorita, but we've all gone, we've all had a little bit of the old Hendo 3s over here. We've all had the, the okay. dodgy stomach, but you, you do get, it takes a week for the, for the Irish bowel to start going, hello, here, what is the name of God is going on? So, so what do you crap? Uh, Sawadee kap, sawadee bye. Oh, yeah, and then that night job. we were in a Chinese restaurant and I think it cost 20 quid for drinks. A small street restaurant, 20 euro for six people. And we had the most amazing uh, caramelized red onion tofu. We had the most amazing chicken and hot satay sauce, fried rice, fragrant jasmine rice, bottles of tiger beer, six of us sitting on the street and it cost 20 euro. And we were there going... This is magnificent. Great value. And you know what? They had an altar in the Chinese restaurant. And what had the woman first, front and foremost in her in her altar? Every single business and every single pic- house on the street of, has a little... A picture of Joe Canning. No, go again. Three bottles of Guinness. Oh, really? I took a photo. A tremendous... Three bottles of Guinness stuck up in between all these statues of Buddha and everything. It was magnificent. And she, she, to her, Guinness is the sacred drink of the gods. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. 
But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I mean, speaking of uh, tsunamis of uh, liquid, are you dying to get home and just settle in with the missus. Are you just like it's How been? How did that come around from drink? Like <laughs> it's been three weeks now. I was going to say, are you dying for a pint of Guinness? So I, I know from being, a, I can handle. I'd say once I go beyond a week, I start getting a little bit. Uh, I can feel the energy building up, and after a fortnight, it starts to get uh, kind of. Uh, I wouldn't say it turns into the main thing in my life, but it definitely becomes. <laughs> Uh, a, a major presence in the day and you you'll be away for 19 days Hector so I'm just thinking we'll have to wait for the opportune time Tommy <laughs> because um, as you know the North Board final is on we, yeah that's <laughs> it. <laughs> so we'll have to be after that it, it could Priorities. be a great Saturday evening in my eyes with a bottle of Graham Norton white wine if we win the North Board final and I'll give it I'll give the magic eyes I bet Watch, watch. I bear the chair lungs kicking in a bit. Will you come up and tuck me in? Oh, yeah. For now, for now. Um, so, yeah, hopefully we'll get a nice opportune moment over the weekend, maybe when the boys are gone See, out of the house. I, myself and the beloved go out straight away. <laughs> <laughs> See, your stairs is right by the door. You're yeah. going straight up the stairs. Yeah, I, you don't I, even have to I, go near the kitchen. I don't even say hello to the kids. You just get out of <laughs> <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then you can hear the 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 the, 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 the wardrobe going. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Lovely sound effects. I wouldn't make noise. The kids don't play no, FIFA. No, no, I just shout no when I when I come. That's all. <laughs> no, 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 no. There's a time for any sound but, uh, effects. There's not an amazing story of that baby being swept out to sea, and they thought the baby was gone. And a couple of minutes later, the baby returns still asleep on the same mattress from the cot. And any the world is an amazing place. And any awareness of Ireland or any that type of very thing? little, very little, very little, very little awareness of where what part we are in, yeah. where it is. Not a, an iota. Some people not an iota of this neck of the woods. Of our neck of the woods, which 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 is something nice because it's not all about us. We're not the fucking be all and end all where we are. And you realised that when you went to Africa, Tommy. Like there are, you know, a lot more fucking stuff. There's a lot, there's so much stuff going on in the world that and it's not all about bloody Liz Truss and all these people. And how about uh, red hair and freckles? What's the story? Are you do you look unusual on the road? To the school children, get a real good kick. Some children get a little bit afraid when they see my eyes. I remember. We were in the middle of Jamaica in a place called, did I tell you that story? Probably, but go we're on. in the middle of Jamaica in <laughs> cockpit country with all the old Rastas up in, a, up in a sugar plantation. And it was high up in the middle of, of Ganja land and it's called cockpit country where the, where the rum distilleries are and the old Rastafari with dreads, grey dreads down to their ankles and they've got machetes cutting the sugar cane on the side of the road. 
and you're way up in a very remote part of Jamaica. And then we saw a school as we parked. Roscoe was doing a long shot and there was a school up on the hill. And these kids, the bell went and it was time to go home. And they ran down because this jeep had stopped, sets of tripods out. And they were fascinated and they were running towards me in these little white creased sh- uh, shorts, shirts. These young Jamaican kids from the countryside and they ran around the side of the Land Cruiser where me and Roscoe was. And next minute they went, ah! <laughs> they started running because they thought I was the devil. They, they actually got an oh, awful frightened your hair. the red hair. Never saw red hair white skin and blue eyes. And then the teacher came down and I said, I'm apologising. He goes, no, no, they're afraid of you. They're afraid of you. They've never seen blue eyes and red hair. But it's amazing in Thailand as well. When I was over there, all the sun cream has whitener in it as well. Like, so, um, you know, because they just... They they want white skin. They really want white skin. And I remember um, anytime I was, when I was in Thailand, um, in, on the beach, you know, these ones would come over and you'd be like, oh, Victoria Beckham. <laughs> the only person that they knew that was white. And they were coming over rubbing my skin like such pure white. Yeah. And they were just like the, um, absolutely obsessed with, with white they, skin. You'd see they? them as well. They'll have umbrellas up. They're the ones that don't want the sun. And yet there's us. Roscoe and Evan are brown as bloody berries. And there's me with Factor 50. I forgot to put fucking sun cream on my feet the other day. There's nothing worse than an Irishman whose toes get scalded with the sun. Well, the fuck, I forgot everywhere else. You could just see the mark of where I forgot oh, to put something on my, on my it's, feet when we were bur- down at the it's beach. It's Bernie over there, is it? You get burnt. Oh, burnt, Tommy. Jesus, Mary and well, Joseph. If roasting. Yeah. The boys are brown as berries. I thought it would be just sweaty uh, and, and slippy. No, it's, 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 it's. What? When that sun comes out, it is 32, what 34 what, degrees. What weather is sweaty and slippy? Like, it, what it, it, on it, earth does that monsoon. even mean? Humidity. Yeah, but Humidity, it's hot, yeah. like it's still, it's still, you'll still get burnt, like I'd say. There's nothing, there's hot. nothing better being on the road than getting your laundry done every 10 days. We get our laundry done and it comes back smelling the most amazing. It's like, you know, you know, when you, your mother did your washing and the smell of Lenora comfort. Smell of vodka. Smell <sighs> when you get your washing back, the laundry. Smell it's it. a great day when we get our laundry <sighs> back. So we'll be packing the bags tonight. We're on our way back down tomorrow. And to Kuala Lumpur, we have a seven or eight hour drive. Amazing, amazing week. I was sitting with a tribal family in the middle of the mountains in Malaysia, the semi people who live by the river. Uh, just incredible. We've had an incredible week that, uh, of showing a different part of Malaysia, hopefully, because Kuala Lumpur, as you, we talked last week, it was just this megatropolis. Yeah. They're all trying to outdo each other over here. Bangkok, Singapore, um, Jakarta. They're all getting bigger, bigger, bigger and bigger. Um, but it was just nice to get out to the countryside and to see all these temples and to see the real people of Malaysia. And they were all left behind after the Brits. The Brits brought them over and the, the Brits have left. And, and it's still the British Empire owns multi-billion sterling and dollar operations of palm oil. We use palm oil yeah. in every single thing you rub on your hands, toothpaste, creams, soaps. It's a massive industry over here and the rubber plantations as well. You could imagine, like sometimes when you look at the architecture in cities like Penang and places, you could be in Cambridge or Bath. It's incredible. The colonial architecture and the influence of the Sassanic. And they all knew that the Queen had died. Every single person here knew the Queen had died. Um, That's the only sort of contact they would have with our part of the world. uh, What are you looking forward to doing on the flight home? What are your, do you have notions oh. of, will you, will you get the business class for the trip back? 
our fingers crossed with Dubai, with uh, Emirates, if we get the business, we will get to we'll get to Dubai, we'll get into the lounge and we'll have, we'll freshen up. <laughs> I'll bring me mobile toothpaste operation <laughs> and there's a place where you can have a shower in the mobile, in the yes. lounge. Far from a, a first class lounge in Dubai I was ever reared, but yeah. it is qu- pretty nice it's when you lovely. get there. These hubs like Doha, Frankfurt, Istanbul, uh, Dubai. Dubai is like a fucking city that never sleeps, that airport. Tommy, you flew through there, didn't I you? I do, yeah. It's, like, it's the world's biggest shopping centre. Oh, fucking man. It just goes on and nothing stops. So um, the boys are putting their order in for the aftershave. Will you get some uh, sleeping tablets before you leave? I have a few of them in the bag. Oh, I'll, I'll pop one of them on the on the second flight. But hopefully Emirates, if they're, they've been very good to us, if they bump us up again, uh, we'll be delighted. But it's just... Uh, uh, it's eight hour flight to Dubai, Kuala Lumpur to Dubai, and then another eight hour flight back into Ireland. But do you know what? I always, I never lose that feeling of when I get back to Dublin Airport that it's like it's almost in a click that here I am, I'm back. And I was so far away. And yeah. then I'm on the road passing the Apple Green and I'm on the road going by Kinnegad in the blink of an eye. I just find it incredible that of what we can do and how we can fly. and the places you can go and then all of a sudden you're just back and it's back, what, back uh, over the shaman. And it's good to have, I suppose in, in one sense, uh, after being in Malaysia and you're saying about the, the bamboo huts and the, the kind of the low, it's not big, to go from there to Tume Stadium, I suppose it's a nice way of kind of reintegrating. <laughs> well, yes, Tommy, you know, we, yeah, you're right. You don't want to rush into it. So I want to go to prehistoric basic living. <laughs> the bamboo huts of Gilmartin Road. <laughs> The cowboys and Indians. Uh, um, Larissa, uh, you got back from, was it Spain or Portugal or Brazil or someplace you were? Where was that? Yes, Spain. I was in Spain. And how was, was all that for you? It was lovely. I went, we went to uh, Mass in the local cathedral the other day talking about spiritual stuff. But it was amazing, the cathedral, like so opulent and f- beautiful and like lovely. And there was a little church off the side of it. So we went and had Mass in there. Was it a special it holy day or just an just, just No, actually an the next Sunday? day was the national the national holiday, but it was just an ordinary like a Tuesday or something. And we were the only two people that were at the Mass. There was four priests there speaking in Spanish. And uh, we were the only two sitting in this little little um, sacrament off the side of the, the cathedral. And then just before Holy Communion, the old the old nuns, they have it solved, don't they? They come in for the Holy Communion then just beforehand, the nuns, these little old decrepit women, about four of them. And uh, there was only, by yeah, the end of Mass, though. there was six people there like. And you just, obviously a really Catholic country as well, Spain. And yeah. uh, it's it's mad how it's all just fallen apart really, hasn't it? Like the church and Mass and, and the place was just spectacular. The church, all stone and this beautiful copper uh, halo almost um, over the altar. It was just really beautiful. What did you I do have, for... I don't have a clue what they were saying, but it was nice. And were, were they half waiting for you for their responses in I know, they were, they were just doing it themselves. They were like saying and responding to each other. And then you'd get to certain parts of it where you'd be like, well, I know the Holy Communion is coming up now. So you'd yeah. know the words coming up to that. And then um, obviously they would say Amen and Hosari or whatever different words that would be, you know, we'd be familiar with that you'd kind Did of Did you have. go to communion? Did you go for the communion? Yes, for Holy Communion, Did yeah. you go Corpo, Corpus Christi? I just said Amen. And then I thought, God, is that what you actually say when you're getting the Holy <laughs> Communion? I just put the hands out and just said, Spiritu Christo, They were just, and you know, obviously there was no, the acoustics in there was just, and when they were chanting the song and um, the noise in there was just spectacular. It was lovely. Now it did take, there was about 
a hundred steps up to the cathedral because Girona is quite hilly and quite... Oh, wow. One of those kind of dramatic... Really dramatic. Yeah. Inclines. Like St. Mel- like Mel's. Yeah. St. Mel's with about uh, about a hundred more steps. But it was, it was gorgeous. It was a lovely city. It was a nice break. And um, that was it. We just drank nice. in it. And we learned some Spanish words. Did you make, make good love? Loads of it. <laughs> Spanish love. <laughs> it's the best... It's a bit better. Break it's bread different. Make it's, love. It's, it's different. different yeah. Love. Yeah, yeah. It's in the afternoon. It's slower, and it's, it's hotter. It's definitely hotter, and the, the, the air conditioning not on. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was inter- interesting. I think anytime you, you, you'd always know an Irish person by riding them, but at the speed at which they go at you, because we ride right. in cold places, we don't have time for lingering. Whereas oh, if okay. you ever if you ever ride a uh, if you ever rode someone from the southern Sahara, cheers. Well, it takes all day. It what, takes with the all day take with the lion around and the talk <laughs> and the stopping for water and uh, yeah, we stopping think, for water. We think we're fast. They're Norwegians. Oh, just they call it the bullet ride. The Norwegians <laughs> would you'd be rode four or five times before you'd have the clothes <laughs> off. That's how fast they're. Um, they ride you with their, their woolly jumpers on. I'm just want to know. I'm heading over to London, and I'm just wondering, would you like anything? Oh, um, well, thanks for inviting us. But um, you're back in London, Tommy. The go- last time we were all together. What are you going to do there? What? I what are you bring, doing there? I thought I'd bring the wife over to London for an orgasm. Oh, Jesus! Christ. <laughs> I was just about to say, oh, that's really nice. <laughs> <laughs> Your poor wife. Um, yeah. That would be lovely. Totally. So you there's gonna, an, spoiler an or- now. But it's an orgasm you can have in London that you can't have in your own house. <laughs> would that be a fast or slow now? Oh, oh, it's slow. It'd be like just. It'd be uh, almost no interruptions. And, Do you have to take a break and go back to it in the afternoon? Like, well, all I can say from previous experiences, they're almost terrifying. <laughs> right, but it, okay. Right, I probably shouldn't ask any more questions for that then. So you're going to London, you're spoiling your wife. Yes, please God, yeah, yeah. yeah you have Lovely. to spo- really spoil her from you're start to finish. You're not working, Tommy, it's just, no, you, no, you're, you're you're just, just a, a little break. A little, a little bre- city break, a little, is it? A little break, yeah. Um, flying out a knock. Oh, you're so romantic. Oh, I bet he, he wouldn't fly out a knock. Oh, troll. Are you kidding oh. me? Spoiler, he wouldn't know comes. how to get to knock. Look, I'm spoiling the wife. We're not flying through knock. Um <laughs> but would you like yeah. anything in London? Well, what would, would you, you think about um, bringing us I back? Don't know. What could we get? What could what could you bring us back? He uh, couldn't bring us home back any heavy medication. No, we don't because need anything, Tommy. The the no, you should be bringing us back stuff, Hector, like cocoa leaves and stuff for, that we could taste on the show. Um, interesting things. I could bring you back a well, fake yes. fake Harry Kane shirt or. Uh, um, <laughs> They love oh, yeah. Liverpool and Manchester United, Malaysia. Oh. They fucking adore oh, yeah, right. Liverpool and Manchester United is like, it's just religion to them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they used to know Kane, you know, like Roy Keane. When when I was over there, like the only thing they knew about Ireland was Roy Keane because they loved, they loved uh, Man United. But it's mad, isn't it? How you have that connection with the, the yeah, soccer. Yeah, the Premier League is huge over here and... Uh, they watch it at two o'clock in the morning on a Saturday night into Sunday when it's on live here, and they just it's there's only there's only two clubs. There's nothing else over here. It's United, uh, and we did an interesting story. You know those uh, Petronas towers? We used to be the hot, tallest building in the world. You know the inf the, the yes. famous two towers of Kuala Lumpur, yes. the steel towers with that little tower going across. They it was it's iconic. It's the Eiffel Tower of Asia. They built them in the middle of the nineties. Was the tallest building until the Burj Al Arab. But the other day. 
underneath these amazing towers and these amazing skyscrapers that get bigger and bigger and bigger. It's like a futuristic 2000 AD city. I met the local football team on the last bit of grass that's left in the city with these old traditional Malay houses. And I met the parents and I met this woman who's the chairman of the club. And by Jesus Christ almighty, was she an amazing woman. And then when I asked her, who did she support? She said, the Gunners. And that's what she said. She didn't say Arsenal. And then her eyes lit up. The knowledge of the Premier League. Her daughter was over at 12 years of age for an academy playing at Swansea City. Like, they absolutely adore the Premier League and everything about it. You have two major owners over here. The lad, Tony Fernandez, who owns QPR. Oh, yeah. And you have the other lad. There's another club as well that owns Swansea City or one of those clubs. They're, they're Malaysian. But to see this final bit of grass left in a city, it was like having a football pitch under the Rockefeller Towers with these traditional shantytown type wooden structures and they're called Banda Achur. It's a uh, camp, Kampung... Bagur it's called and then there's a little football team in the middle of it and all the kids were out four year old six years old eight years old ten years old twelve fourteen sixteen eighteen all the young lads and the young girls of the village out playing in the shadow of of civilized of modern civilization it's just it was just mad looking up at the towers and then you're down on the and tell final me, where piece were, of grass um, you just told us where all the kids of that age were where were all the seven and nine year olds eleven year olds thirteen year olds fifteen year olds and seventeen year olds no, I- <laughs> You're at school. Is it just uh, kids with the uh, with the even numbers? Of- <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, Tommy! I'll tell you, fucking boy. I can't three wait to seven, get you back. Put some manners seven, on you. I'm going to have a fucking word with you when I get back to him. Finally, uh, just on that, I've watched the whole of the most amazing Netflix series that's got me through the jet lag of last week. And I was gripped by it. What is it? And I don't know if you've watched it. No. Jesus Christ almighty. No, I don't either. Dammer. The story of Oh, Gentle I started Dammer. watching it, but I was oh, on my own in the house. Oh, divine. A bit Talk about the chestnut man. Oh, my God. Rita, you love this stuff. Have you I know. It? I started watching it and I was, oh, I was a bit perturbed Tommy? by it. So. Well, uh, I haven't seen it and uh, my gorgeous wife hasn't seen it, but I traipsed into the sitting room. Why don't you watch it all weekend in London? I'm lying in the bed with the laptop. I went into the sitting room there uh, on Tuesday evening and the fucking, the 14 year old was watching it. (laughs) (laughs) That is not appropriate. uh, Jesus Christ, uh, how are you getting on with Jeffrey Dahmer? Yeah, it's okay, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, he's not a bad lad, that lad, is he? Yeah, yeah. Oh my so word, the, what a brilliant, brilliant depiction. Is it gruesome of, though? Is it kind of just a bit... It's far, It's it's like very it. well it done. It's done it, It's done like the Unibomber and the Mindhunter. Do you remember Mindhunter? Yes. And Unibomber, it's done in that style as well. They keep going like... And Fanny February. Finder. <laughs> I just finished watching that actually. It's brilliant. Do you remember Fanny Finder? It was, it was done by the same people who did Mindhunter. Uh, it was the <laughs> stop. Hector, stop asking him questions Fa- about it. Fanny Finder. Anyway, that's, the, that's my <laughs> tuppence. That got yeah. me through. That got me through. I the started jet watching the Bad week. Sisters. Oh, yeah. Sharon oh. Horgan's one. Uh-huh. Uh, set in Ireland. It's quite good, actually. Re- like, it's. Uh, Arse Boxer was the one I watched after Fanny Finder. Arse Boxer. Yeah, Arse Boxer was a classic. <laughs> and Cockfist 8. Cockfist 8. What was that one you told years ago? Cockfist Day and my arse is haunted. That was the oh, what, what, was, what was your joke, Tommy, years ago? My oh, arse is haunted. Oh, I can't was, that, was that on high radio? We came up with what were we doing? Oh, my arse is not. <laughs> anyway, Cockfist Day. 
Tommy, listen, lie in the bed in a beautiful hotel in Covent Garden and watch Dammer with your wife for four hours. And I was like, we'd be going for a pint of ale. Uh, this week's episode is called AC Lenan. <laughs> and, and that's the, the end of that. Lovely. And that's the end listen, of that. Listen, I can't wait to see you. So I'll be back next week and I, I can't wait to hook up with you again. Uh, no rush. I miss you. Um, I miss okay. <laughs> I can't wait either, Hector. Safe travel. <laughs> Honestly, Lorita, I look forward to seeing you. And Tommy, grace. I'll be fucking talking to you next week, Tom. details are big surfaces tight corners are odd shapes flat rounded textured or tall whatever your next project there's a spray paint pattern that's just right because rust-oleum's new custom spray five in one gives you control with five different spray patterns so you can tackle nooks crannies edges and curves without worrying about drips runs uneven coverage or anything else custom spray five in one only from rust-oleum why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.